Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 62 and pray our way through Philippians 3, 17 through 21. But before we do that, let's open with a bit of worship prayer. We're talking this week about the idea that God is sovereign. Jerry Bridges says this, This is the essence of God's sovereignty, His absolute independence to do as He pleases, and His absolute control over the actions of all of His creatures. No creature, person, or empire can either thwart His will or act outside the bounds of His will. So that's the idea when we're talking about sovereignty, about God is sovereign. We have two verses today. Deuteronomy 32, 39 through 40 says, See now that I alone am He. There is no God but me. I bring death and I give life. I wound and I heal. No one can rescue anyone from my power. I raise my hand to heaven and declare as surely as I live forever. Then we also have Nahum 1, 3, not a book that's quoted very often, right? But it says, the Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. The Lord will never leave the guilty unpunished. His path is in the whirlwind and storm, and clouds are the dust beneath his feet. Let's pray. Father, you are sovereign. You are the Lord over all the things. Everything that we can imagine, everything that we see, everything that we're familiar with, all the creatures, all the worlds that we live in, all of the empires that we're a part of, all of the governments, all of the cultural constraints, you are Lord over it all, and you have sovereignty. And when we act outside of your bounds, we fool ourselves in thinking that we are in charge, but we're not. You are. You alone are God. There is no one but you. You bring death, you give life, you wound, and you heal. No one can be rescued from your power. Whatever you decide is what goes. You are slow to anger, great in power. You will never leave the guilty unpunished. Your path is in the whirlwind and storm, and the clouds are the dust beneath your feet. Nothing is more powerful than you. You are responsible for it all, in charge of it all, and to you goes the honor and glory for everything that happens that is good in this world. Lord, we honor you for that today. We worship you for that today, and we look forward to this time of prayer that we can sit at your feet and look at your word and pray through your word and ask you for things, and you listen to us and you answer, and we're so grateful for the fact that you have given us your word and that you are available to us. That no matter how independently sovereign you are over your creation, that you care so much for each one of us, that you gave up your deity. Well, I didn't give it up, but you came into life among us as a human, as a baby, as a completely dependent child. And then you grew up as a dependent adult on your heavenly father and And I'm just so grateful for that, for your sacrifice on our behalf so that we can sit here before you today. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in Philippians today, as we have been for the past two weeks, Philippians 3, 17 through 21. The last episode we did, we said that Paul told us how he lives his life, that he forgets what's behind and he presses on to what's ahead. Today, we'll see what he has to do. He's telling us that we need to imitate him. In the original language, that word imitate, can be translated pattern. Literally, it means to strike an exact image 
on a blank piece of metal. That's really specific, right? To strike an exact image on a blank piece of metal. It was used in Paul's time to refer to coin making. And at the end of the passage, he gives us a contrasting list of God's people and the enemies of God. So here we go. Philippians 3, 17 through 21. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example that you have in us. For I have often told you and now say again with tears that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame and they are focused on earthly things. Our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of His glorious body by the power that enables Him to subject everything to Himself. Here we see sovereignty again, right? The power that enables Him to subject everything to Himself. Let's pray those verses. Lord, we ask that You would help us to join with each other in imitating Paul. Paul lived... (laughs) What's running through my head is the is the very colloquial phrase, sold out to Jesus. But he did. He was all in. He had had one message that he preached when he went to speak to anyone. His message was that Christ died and was resurrected for us in payment for our sins. That's it. Like he didn't talk about the cultural things or um, argue philosophical points. He went in and he he preached. I think he says, Christ and Christ resurrected. That's it. He had one message. And Lord, I pray that we would live our lives with that same message, that our lives would indicate that we are wholeheartedly devoted to Jesus, that He is our first love, that everything else comes from that, flows from that, that we can say like Paul, that we have every day that we get up and what is past is past, and we press on to win the prize through Christ. Lord, help us imitate Paul in his speaking about Christ, in his living for Christ, in his being willing to live or die whatever Christ prefers, in his joy in his circumstances, no matter what they are, because his joy is based in Christ. It's not whether he is free to travel to the churches or whether he was stuck in a Roman jail. Either way, he acted with joy. He thought with and felt and acted out of the joy of his relationship with Jesus. And as we pray through Philippians this this season, that's what I'm asking for for us as well, that no matter what our circumstances look like, because our circumstances are not probably what we expected this year to be, but we can walk through them with joy because of our relationship with Jesus. And I pray that as we look at our circumstances today, very clearly, that we can live in those circumstances with joy because of our relationship with you, Jesus. And I pray that if we are not feeling that, that if we are not at the place that we can be content no matter what we have, as Paul says, whether we are rich, or whether we are poor, whether we are in a challenge or whether we are not, if we're not in that place where we are content with our, with our circumstances, then I pray that you would draw us closer and closer to you so that we understand how great a gift you have given us and that we can look at our lives differently because of that gift. Pray that you would be a reality in our lives, in our every single day walking around lives. Paul says that those who are enemies of the cross of Christ, 
Their end is destruction, and their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame, and they're focused on earthly things. I pray that you would strip anything in our lives that looks like that, strip it away, and instead help us to do the things that we should be doing, that our focus would not be on earthly things, that our focus would be on Jesus, that our focus would not be our stomach, that our and what that is, is it's it's the, the seat of our emotions, that our emotions and our wants and our desires and, and the things of the world would not control our behavior and our thoughts and our actions. That instead, we would understand that our citizenship is in heaven and that that means that that is where our legal residence is, that our that, that is where our future is, that that is a sure thing. It's not that someday that we'll get there, but our citizenship is already enrolled in heaven and that we are living here as a temporary resident so that our eyes and our focus would be on the things of heaven and not of earth, that our stomachs, our desires, our emotions, our passions, those would not control us, but instead we are controlled by our relationship with Christ. Lord, I pray that you would transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of yourself by the power that you have because you are God, that you have to subject everything to yourself. You are sovereign, and we offer ourselves to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for praying with me today. If you are watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it helpful, share it with a friend. We will be back here again next Tuesday for another prayer episode. Friday at 10 a.m. Central, we'll be here answering some questions. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. Invite them to join us for prayer as well. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road, giving you the truth and the tools to live the life that God wants of you. My heart is that as we pray together, that we will all grow in our prayer lives, that God will speak to you in your circumstances as he speaks to me in my circumstances, and that he will answer these prayers in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, my prayer is that you will fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.